Another episode ready for your enjoyment. I am your I need to trim my fingernails. <laughs> also, I'm legally blind. People don't know that. I'm a contact guy, but if you see me without them, I have some Coke bottles. Nonetheless, <laughs> welcome. Gather round. It is time to join the gluten t- gang. Let us carbo load. This is Hold My Bread. We got a record. We are here, folks. The $4,641.53. And fifty-three cent podcast. That's the show's all-time high. Yeah, and um, you know, if we keep doing this show for another two hundred years, we will reach our goals. So we're right <laughs> on track. Uh, yeah, that's our fifty-two week high. That's nice. Now nah, we'll, we'll we'll get it before then. Like I think we thirty years will be a million dollar podcast unless one of us starts making money. Hey, we know every day is another. Every day is an opportunity to make money. I don't know. Yeah, the tables have turned. I, I am the poor, unemployed loser. Matt, he's sleeping in Matt, Manhattan. We they call it Manhattan these days. That's how <laughs> That's often he's right. sleeping there. Um, and you know me, I'm just my sugar mama's supporting me. I just have to learn, and I ha- I gotta prove my value to these folks. I don't have any. <laughs> Yes, it's true. I rest I rest my head on the bosom of a woman a block away from Central Park. I wake up in the morning, I drink coffee, pour over coffee, wooden floors in a lofted bedroom. Truly yeah. the height of luxury. Just yeah. like Seinfeld. Yeah, and I'm still like, I got to get better about my spending habits because I still buy that $6 coffee every morning. That's my ritual. I take sweet Tilikum out for her walk. I don't really even put her on a leash, really, because, you know, my dog loves me. She, mm-hmm. I trust her. Uh-huh. She trusts me. Uh-huh. And you know what? I spend that six fifty every morning on my quad oat latte, and that's the only money I spend. But, you know, you're supporting business. That's good. It's good to support local coffee places, especially during this time. Yeah, probably like the worst. I mean, the stock market, it has been a bull market, baby. Probably the worst financial transaction I've had recently was... I earned a free coffee at a coffee place, and then they closed. (laughs) (laughs) You just knock on the door, shake the chains. Let me in. Let me in. I need my coffee. Yeah, I mean, there are some really funny things going on with New York real estate, especially commercial real estate at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, My... my two favorite restaurants are next to each other. I tweeted about this if you follow me at the Walkowski. I saw that. And um, Jean Noodle House, they're some of the best hand-pulled noodles around. They're the guys who made it out of the wonderful Flushing Food Court. They closed, they packed up shop, and then they started the business in the same storefront. Wait a minute. they The, the one that we used to go to over by in Greenpoint? Yeah. Closed. Closed. Then reopened. Empty. Wow. Vacant. No one was there. There, We weren't being mean to employees. They weren't pulling noodles. And I was left in the cold pulling my own noodles. <laughs> I'm going to go home and pull my noodle later. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm, cra- I'm craving Jean Famous Foods right now, now that you put that out there. Yeah, but, you know, it's tough because um, I've really fallen in love with the... With Bulbap Grill next to it, it's a what's that? It's a Korean place. They in Korean food they do meat better than anybody. So they do a beef burrito. It's just like beef, 
rice, a little kimchi, and they serve it with a house mayonnaise. You dress every bite with the mayonnaise. You pour a little hot sauce on. It's incredible. That does sound good. There used to be a Korean place uh, near my work. Um, they were there before quarantine, and then I came back to work, and they did not survive. So, and, well, you don't know. They, they maybe they did survive. Maybe they just they went. They're staying with their parents. I think that's what John did. They <laughs> actually they're gone. They replaced the uh, the Korean place with a taco place. Tr- uh, dos um, not dos. Tres, taco Bell. Trace Chipotle. Hombres. No, Trace Hombres, which is owned by. Uh, Bill Three Murray. men. What? No. Bill Murray's son. Ooh. Yeah. Bill Murray has a son. Uh-huh. I, in, I'm guessing they're not in contact, just given my gauge on how, what kind of guy Bill Murray is. I think they're pretty close. I mean, they're in there. I think they're good. They had his 70th birthday party and uh, his son, um, uh, what it called, catered with uh, the taco stuff. So I saw that whole thing happen. So I think they're they're probably good. They seem to have a healthy relationship, better than my relationship with my dad. Yeah, and I I just say that because like I guess it's very easy to picture Bill Murray as a deadbeat dad in a movie. Maybe I'm conjuring a little bit of uh, St. Vincent vibes here, but whatever. Yeah, I'm so. sorry, Bill, if you're listening. My apologies to you. You're a great father. It wasn't. It's not right for me to question your parenting ability. Right. He seems like a great guy. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Bill Murray. Um, until this day, until just now, when you call him a bad father. I remember my, I had an ex, and she interviewed him, and he was very unkind. Well, your ex, she sucked, so she, you know, maybe deserved it. Cue the tweet storm. <laughs> <laughs> Come for me. Come for me. I yeah, you're you. done. I don't even know if she lives here, but she's going to find you because, you know. That's how things are someday. Matt, take it from there. Say the bad thing I don't want to say, so I'll just elute. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we have big news coming in all over the place. Thank God we've got the establishment is going to run the Biden administration if we ever get there. And there's a lot of big, grandiose talk. And I think I get too much of my news from leftist Twitter. <laughs> I get all my news from black Twitter, so I'm good. Yeah, um, black Twitter, it's like, oh, someone has a flamethrower on top of a city bus. I saw that. Uh, my Twitter is just like, oh, they're going to forgive $50,000 worth of student loans. They're not going to do that. No, they better not. I swear to God. I'm going to rally against it. No, I for sure, I, I, as a bit, I'm rallying against it. I do think it's a good thing. I don't I think it's a bit. I, I, it's okay. You can, we're, There's a safe space here. You can be honest. You don't want to see people get ahead while you didn't go to school. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to school. I tweeted this out already, but I stand by it. I didn't go to school, and everyone was like, oh, it's so smart you didn't go to school. And if we forgive these student loans, I just become an idiot again. We can't have that if you're gonna forgive these student loans then give me ten thousand dollars for not even going that's what i want yeah but you didn't have the college experience so you've had to like stretch that out and you're like i think 35 36 (laughs) at this point so you're still having the college experience and it's like man you know uh Matt, get it together. I'm 27. I sleep on a bunk bed. Uh, I do kind of sleep in a bunk bed. It's a lofted bed. It's not bunk Your bed. Your bed's lofted now? No. Or is uh, this the Manhattan loft? This is the Manhattan loft. Ooh, a Manhattan loft bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably hard to get that pour over coffee up there. That- <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, nah, it's okay. We have a dumb waiter. I made a dumb waiter. It's actually just a bunch of climbing ropes and some boards. I just lower it down and that's about it. Um, I, I did that at my mom's house once. She got so many. I had like a, a bed bedroom. I was like 19. I lived with her as an adult for like six months as like a reckless teenager. Mm -hmm. And I would order pizzas 
and I would lower the money from my window and I would like bring the food up <laughs> on a rope. How did you get the, you got the pizza delivery person to tie it on? I, I made a little dumb waiter and she was livid. She was not happy with that at all, but I stand by it. It was a good bit. I mean, uh, yeah, that's uh, how long did you do that for? I think I did it like two, three times enough uh, to really have my fun. It is fun. It's like you live in a tree fort with your mom. Yeah, she's in the next room, and, you know, maybe we're going to get a little bit of student loans forgiven. And, like, after this semester, $50,000 is exactly what I owe. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that's going to help out a lot of people. It, I don't care. Whatever. It's good for people. I didn't go to college. Sometimes you gamble, you lose. You know, what can you say? Yeah, and, like, the whole game is like, oh, you got to go to college. You have to get these skills to improve your life. And you know what? Maybe that's unfair because, like, the people who are rallying against it are like, Yeah, I paid back my student loans. Like, college was 40 bucks when you went, right? Well, and there's also people that, like, just because you go to college doesn't mean you're guaranteed a job. I mean, there's a lot of people with college degrees that aren't using them, or there's people with college degrees that are unemployed right now. So, it's like, forgive their student loans, and uh, you know, hopefully, they can do something, uh. Ooh, hold my bread after dark. The lights are Yeah, the lights here. are flickering. We like it. Keep them off. We want a sensual pot. Yeah, right? holy moly. It's a ghost. It's a ghost of your ex-girlfriend. I, was, I wasn't. That, that's probably what happened. She's got next level Google alerts for anything because she's never done anything bad to me. But my friends, she doesn't like them. Right. Why is that happening? It happened again. I think I think we're haunted, but I think it's the ghost of my student loans. It's uh, they were canceled and they're coming back. Yeah, I did see. I talked to a friend uh, the other day though, and he was like, "I only owe like four grand on my student loans," and he's like, "I'm not gonna pay it." I'm like, I, you, "All right, whatever." I mean, I haven't really paid mine. I've just like deferred, done, paid a couple hundred bucks here and there, defaulted on one, slowly built up my credit, and then I started investing, thinking like, "Oh, you know what." I'll just pay it with the money I make investing. And I, I didn't know what I was doing, but like in hindsight, pretty sick strategy. Like at this point, I have roughly almost double what I owe. So that's a good place to be in. But I'm sure this will end up getting there and we'll get like a Domino's gift card if we open up a small business in a minority area and Kamala Harris is a customer. <laughs> I mean, what uh, what do you think the the odds are of it actually happening. Um, I w well, he can do it via ex executive order, according to Chuck Schumer. Right. But, you know, who's to say what, what he'll be allowed to do because they're in bed with the big banks. But at this point, I think the student loan problem might be so big that it's stopping banks from making their other money. So at that point, it could probably be an issue. Like, people our age, like, if you graduated like me in... 2008 or 2011 because i lie about my age because i drink enough water and um, that is a true thing i do that's and, great it's one of the best things you can do drink water i, I drink I, I drink so much water but that's because i'm always in a sauna right you're just constantly dehydrating yeah i mean i i bring it in then i push it out that's right bring in the water push out the water yeah i'm the human sponge yeah that's what they call you <laughs> Wait, what was I talking about? Um, giving student loans and how likely they are to do it. Oh, yeah. I, I would say, I think the line for that, if I were to make a betting line, I think $9,999.50 would be the betting line, even odds on that. 
And either way, that, that's a free semester right there. It's like I didn't go back to school. And if you were to look at my brain and take out all the information in there and take a scan of everything I know, it'd be like I never went back to school. I've learned so much, I haven't learned anything. Yeah, well, all I know is that I know nothing, you know? That's huge. Yeah, but we, we're making money right here. Every stock we have is up. DraftKings is bullish once again. Neo, it feels wonderful to be on the right side of that one. Uh, it's, what a big win for us. And I still think there's plenty of room to run on that. It is going to take time, but I think down the line in a couple years, I mean, that's going to be woo-wee. Yeah, and um, we didn't get in on Palantir. No, we didn't. And I got a, a taunting text from, I have a friend who kind of, First time I had money, he gave me like a strategic talk. He told me the, the books to read, ran and walked down Wall Street. But um, he told me, you got to invest in, he actually invested in Palantir. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I made all this money. I've doubled it. And I just responded, you know, um, the first stock ever was from a slave trading company. And I bet if you were to compare them, you have the same stock charts and ethical implications. <laughs> Yeah, did you tell him that, uh, I mean, he knows, I'm assuming he's aware of what they are. We did a whole episode about it. Not yeah, that's what, I think that's why he invests. Like, he's he's from the side, I think he kind of, he's very successful. And I think if, when you're successful in this world, you're like, oh, I'm going to be on the right side of neo-feudalism? Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess I'm on the winner's side here. Yeah, he's one at life. I think he owns a boat, so. Oh, yeah, of course. If he, I mean, if you own a boat... If you own a boat in 2020, I don't know the size of the boat, I suppose. You can own a small boat. But if you own a big boat, a boat big enough for two, you've done something evil. Yeah, I, I get seasick, so I, I'm not going to go on the boat. I love a boat. I, I didn't used to get seasick. I was in a sailing class when I was at USC. That's what I have student Like, if you were to look at what I have student loans for, people are like, no, you shouldn't have to pay for this. I had a, a, a professor. His name was Captain Ron. Like the movie. You ever see that movie, Captain Ron? I, I, I don't think so. It was like a comedy. I think it was like Kurt Russell's a, a sea captain. Albert Brooks takes his family on vacation, and his family loves Captain Ron. I would get it from the library when I was six. So Captain Ron, like, he was really the apple of my eye. Mm -hmm. And, like, we would bring him cans of soup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he did one thing I really liked. He called his wife the Admiral, and, like, that's a good old man bit. That's yeah, I like that. Yeah, I have to ask the admiral. But one time in class, he asked me. He asked the class like, "Does anyone have any questions?" And I raised my my hand. I was like, "Captain Ron, will you be my Valentine?" And he said, "Sure." And then I'd prepared like a, a sixteen by twenty portrait of myself. I photoshopped hearts all over it. I printed it out. I framed it. I gave it to him and. It got a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. He probably didn't expect it to go any further than that. And you were like, no, 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 I have arts and crafts for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like too weird to be the intro of a porno. And it's a fact from my life. And I wonder uh, how the Admiral felt about that po photo. Well, he probably I, went and told the Admiral all about you. There's no way that photo made it home to the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> and the, what's weird is that if he kept it, I and I found out about it, I would have the indignation to be creeped out by it. Right, exactly. Uh, no, that that paint that that piece of artwork is thirty thousand leagues under the sea. <laughs> but hey, if we are lucky enough to get student loans forgiven. Be careful because 
you have to pay taxes on that. Any loan that's forgiven, that's technically income, so roughly 20% of what is forgiven, you'll be required to pay that within the year, according to most like IRS tax regulations. So I know if you're if you're in a position where you're getting your loans forgiven, you probably don't have money to pay that back. It's like people that win a car on prices right and then can't afford the taxes on the car so then they can't have the car. Yeah, it's 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 exactly like that yeah. actually. That happens a lot, I'm sure on those game shows. People are like, "I just won a million dollars." And you're like, "Well, Technically, not that much. Yeah, no, Richard Hatch, you're going to jail. Yeah, that, that's all I can think of when I watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. They're like, I'm going to walk away with 150000 I'm like, you're going to walk away with fifty grand. Um, So one thing I wanted to put the disclaimer on, I know if you're looking for side income, a lot of people, they rent on Airbnb. If you do high volume on Airbnb, and my mom came up to me with this, and my buddies at the Props Network, they came up to me with this, and if you have an Airbnb rental, you have early access to purchase that IPO, and it's one of the better IPO offerings of the year. So check your spam folder if you're an Airbnb host. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I wonder what the do you know what the projected um, what they're gonna project what they're projected to be listed for? I think it's um I think it was like sixty three, but then they did a split, so I think like high thirties is what I would expect it to be at. My guess was gonna be thirty two, thirty three, thirty five around there. I I'll guess thirty six dollars and thirty seven cents. Okay, interesting. I um I'll have to mention that to some people that I know that are are that. That do in fact Airbnb their stuff. No, uh, no, this, you got to do it in a marketing way for the podcast. You got to position us within the marketplace. Like, hey, I think there's some financial information in this week's podcast. Don't give them a timestamp. We want them to listen to the whole thing. So, right. We yeah. need them to be privy. You might want to be privy to. Uh, I like. Uh, I like the idea of um, Airbnb though, and uh, for an IPO, it's kind of surprising to me. It is kind of surprising, but I think because the hotel industry has been so rough and it's no different than Uber, you know, Mm -hmm. because Uber, they don't own anything. They have the medium of exchange. There's they're getting a piece of every transaction. But in the long sense, like they're they're not manufacturing anything. Right. They don't own the cars. Those are all the, the people who drive for them. That's their cars. Yeah, so Airbnb is the same thing. And with the pandemic, especially, we have all these people working from home and there's an emphasis on things that are experiential. Right, right. It is, uh, we have gotten, excuse me, we have gotten to a point where people are so tired of being in their own homes. They're like, let's just see what it's like to be in someone else's home. Yeah, and, you know, it's the way to do that without breaking and entering. Right, exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't see how it's, like you said, the whole the thing that convinces me the most is the fact that hotels, I mean, how are hotels? Hotels are like airlines at this point where it's like they've got to be so slowed down. They've got to be losing so much money. I mean, working in the hotel industry right now has got to be wild. Yeah, I mean, I did a research paper on the employees at my hotel and like they told me the hardest part about the job is how lonely it was. Like, they're like, man, working here. I talked to the night watchman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I didn't see a single person for all of April or May. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that at all. Like, I, I, it's it's like uh, in The Shining. They gotta watch. It's every every hotel's like The Shining. Yeah. Oh, let's do a remake of The Shining, but it's COVID. Oh yeah, and then we open up an elevator and COVID falls out. Yeah. Oh, it's actually you know Rudy Gobert comes out, Tom Hanks comes out <laughs> of the elevator. <laughs> Did it? No, it's it's weird. No, no famous women celebrities really got COVID, did they? Not that I could, I couldn't name one. Because there's a a lot of guys had it. Idris, Kevin Durant, Tom Hanks, Rudy Gobert, Donald Trump. Who's the most famous woman with COVID? Uh, I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't well, name one woman that's had one famous woman that's had COVID. Lizzo? No. Uh, I just, she was the first celebrity that popped in my head. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a irresponsible theory just to throw out here, but we might be thrown off. Cause I know a lot of times if you're an expert investor, you might listen to this podcast and be like, Oh, these guys are in the dark. We're literally in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Wednesdays are kind of my busy day. We're doing it on a Wednesday and the lights are out here. But we're just we're still going. <laughs> yeah. Are you still recording? Yeah. We're still recording, right? Yeah, the computer's fine. We have power. We just don't have lights. Yeah, we don't need them. I think maybe, or is it just because I told them, hey, turn the lights off. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was the fact that you were like, nah, we're good. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Nobody, the listeners don't know we're in the dark. Yeah, and um, so we are at a point, big tech is so stupid right now. Always has been. Yeah, and... um. We had a big innovation, like capitalism, you have to hand it to it. Capitalism is what's going to give us variance. It's going to give us the most innovation. And you know what? Not really. If all of the stocks are, if all, all the stock market of like 5% of these companies, of the whole exchange is these big tech companies, why is every social media platform identical? I cannot, it's, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just this is not my position, but it's hard for me to imagine where where like these social media websites and things like that are going to go. Where is there to go from here? I, I I mean, you had Vine. Vine was new. Um, then you have TikTok. TikTok is like Vine. It's blown up. But where is there to go? I mean, now that you can add like stories to Twitter, uh, what what's going to happen? I mean, what what are we doing? How much time do I need to be on my phone? How much screen, how many videos need to be shared? It's just so insane. Yeah, and I, I think not having any social media, it's going to be the new veganism. I you're, think you're right. You're going to cast it out. You're going to be in the dark. And like, by virtue of my employment, I'm, I'm required to be on social media. I have an obligation to the Props Network and to you mm -hmm. to share my stuff. Mm -hmm. And hey, if you've been following our Twitter account, we have a new sheriff in charge over there. Yeah. We have, um, I don't think we should name them, but he's a very passionate listener to the pod. We love him to death. Absolutely. He's doing great work. I'm um, 100%. We're going to get him the, I still have to get him the login. I'm having trouble with our Instagram, but I'm going to get him the login for the Instagram. So our Instagram will be more active. The Twitter yeah, is already way better. Matt has trouble with Instagram. I know they made it easier for you to buy things. So he can't log on without buying a new hoodie. God, it's so annoying. I cannot stand the new Instagram. Uh, the, it's so annoying. Uh, it, it's, it blows me away. That's honestly, Honestly, the this is the first um, time in my life right now, I guess, that I've realized like that I've really felt like oh, Facebook does own Instagram. Like the minute they made it so you can click a button and then there's just all this shit you can buy. I was like oh yeah, this is a Facebook move for sure. 
Yeah, and Facebook, they're kind of responsible for a lot of bad things in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I, this is not really a political podcast. I think anyone listens knows we're filthy leftists, me probably a little bit further than you. Um, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's probably fair. I, yeah, but um, the fact that it, Facebook is just propagating these lies from the right. Right. And we're getting to a point where 70% of people believe that the election was rigged when we watched one party outwardly try and rig the election by hiring a crook to run the post office, by trying to shut down mail-in balloting. Like, it's so egregious that, like, they just project whatever thing they're doing. Oh, Biden's got a criminal son. Biden does drugs. Biden's fixing the election. And Facebook, the most powerful entity among, like, just the average American people. Like, right. if, if you're around, like, a 55-year-old, they talk about Facebook the way it is, like, hanging out with their friends. Right. A hundred percent. I, uh... It's just so crazy. And I did see a thing that said that Facebook and Twitter are going to... Because they put this in place, which I don't understand why we're patting them back now when these things should have been in place a long time ago. But there's these things where they're like tweeting out craziness and they're putting like asterisks and stuff like that where this might not be true and blah, blah, blah. It's like some things, obviously Twitter, full of jokes, very funny, a lot of good stuff on there. But there's also... Between now and January when Biden takes over, that's still so much time for just so much misinformation and propaganda and bullshit to be spread. And they're just now like, we're going to try and clamp down on it. It's like, right, great. Now, now's the time. Now you're going to do it now. Great. Yeah. They're putting the, the shot collar on the lion like three hours after it's been loose at the zoo mauling civilians absolutely 100 percent. so i guess better late than never but it is such a crazy thing to be patting them in the back um but i did see a thing that said they are going to continue to and facebook i mean i don't like i don't get on facebook so i don't care but i mean i do care because it affects me but um they're gonna keep the the whole like uh asterisks near things and all that stuff so we'll see who knows Nobody but it, it's frustrating man like we're, I'm old enough to know that this is not the world I came up in. There's no cohesion. People are never on the same page. And can we just have like a little bit of unity in this country? And like Biden is milk toast enough. Mm -hmm. His his cabinet is milk toast enough. Mm -hmm. His policies are pretty populist. And I mean, if you were to separate the name, like his policies aren't too different from what Mitt Romney ran under as a Republican. Right. And meanwhile, people think he's going to imprison them. People think he's going to just ruin the world. And that all that comes from social media. And like you put this in the outline, how they're being blasted by these Senate hearings. But our, our leaders, they're so inept and out of touch that... They can't do anything about it. Right. They can't even, I mean, a lot of these, pe the people that are in power, this has been talked about, Like, but Biden is so old. Donald Trump has claimed there's rumors he's going to try and run in four years when he'll be 78. It's like they're all so old. All these people in power are so old trying to talk to these tech CEOs when they don't even know how to use Netflix. You know, that's, it's just so insane. Yeah, uh, and like there, there is a rule. You can't be a president until you are like 38 years old. Uh-huh. 
And I think it should be the opposite. Like, you shouldn't be able to be the president if you're over 70. Right. We've experienced so much change of just how everyday life functions over the past, like, decade and a half, two decades, Uh that, you know, you've really had to have lived through it, you know? Right. And people are maturing now, younger people are maturing now at a rate way quicker than they were before. You know, I think people are maturing. I mean, just not even like physically, mentally, emotionally, the world we're growing up in, people are being forced to mature and grow up quicker than they were before. Yeah, well, people are growing up quicker than before because of the hormones in the milk. There's a lot of studies about that. Right, for sure. And the chicken and all that stuff. But that's a whole other thing. That's why I, we drink oat milk, Jack. We drink only oat milk. And oat milk, that's where cereal, it does its best work. I love oat milk in coffee. I love oat milk in cereal. Oat milk is so good. Yeah. So what? What is there a social media platform that isn't problematic? Facebook? No. Yeah, definitely not. Instagram is owned by Facebook. No. Yeah. Twitter. I mean, I think it's cool that they're not run for profit. I love the way information is dispersed so quickly. Right. You can show. Uh, you can show your penis and your boobs and stuff on Twitter. That's cool. Yeah, that's what's up. No censorship. Yeah, that's cool. We love that. There is censorship on Twitter, but only when my mom sees my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> what's this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not active on Pinterest, but Pinterest is still one of the top social media websites. I don't know what they're doing really, uh, as far as like, I've never heard anyone complain about Pinterest affecting their lives negatively. You know, other than being like, I can't build this. This. This fucking table i can't build this table i can't do it i can't build this collage the way i wanted to yeah and, and, and pinterest it's owned by what i think it's still owned by the founders i think it's like ben silberman and paul and evan something yeah and you know i think it's a great company and like it's something that you know there is talk like oh the future is female but in terms of social networking, the future is female. Pinterest is an effective, well-run site. Uh-huh. All the women in my life, they love it. Yep. They use it for everything. Yeah. And I've got an incestuous like computer relationship with Gabby. Like I don't even know her Pinterest life, but she's I'm always getting notifications that, oh, someone liked your style, someone liked your thing. It seems it's more affirming than a like on a tweet or a Facebook status. Right. Absolutely. I, I think it's more uh, and again, I'm not on Pinterest, but it seems like Pinterest is more of a curation of you. It's almost like having someone like your blog sort of thing where you're curating all your stuff. And I guess all social media to a degree is you curating what you want people to see. But Pinterest seems it's more like that's the focus. Yeah. Uh, Reddit, I don't know. Reddit is toxic, obviously, but Reddit feels more... Um, I don't know. I mean, Reddit has like clapped down on some stuff that's like that's problematic, I think. Yeah, all the comedy podcasts had their subreddits shut down. Yeah. <laughs> but there were some pretty bad uh, comedy podcasts out there, and they're the reason that the Creek in the Cave is closed. So, you know, a place I love no longer exists because some fan bases are a little bit too problematic. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is MySpace still around? People throw MySpace. we got to bring it back, right? That's Tom is the only one who can save us. Right, Tom is our savior. We need to bring back the top eight. I need my friends to be, uh, I need my friends on their toes so they know when the rankings come out. <laughs> you know what? 
I think there's some to it because that, what does that do? That enforces you to be a good friend. If you're not in the top eight or if in George Clooney's case, the top 15, <laughs> you have to, you've got to do some soul searching. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll start a face. Maybe I'll, maybe when I get home tonight, maybe I'll start my MySpace up again. And you know, there are inspiring things out there. It isn't as dour as we're making it out to be because there's some really cool stuff out in the world and like, I was so stoked to read that Aldi article yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I read it. You you were like, will you read this? And I was like, absolutely. I'm a big, I'm a total Aldi fan. I love their food. Uh, we've been going, my family's been going there for a long, long time. Um, and I like the way they do business. It's just, they're just, it's just like the Wild West, but not in a bad way. Yeah. The, okay. So Aldi, they're like one-tenth of the size of normal grocery stores. Mm -hmm. There's no packaging. Yep. There's no promotion or coupons. you got to put a quarter in to use a shopping cart. And you know what? It works. It does work. They make their own brands. And, you know, my fiance, she's a fancier person than I am. She hates Aldi. I've been trying all day to get her to read this Aldi article, and it's not going to happen, and we're going to shop at the bodega down the street where a box of fruity pebbles is six dollars yeah it's crazy how how people are i understand being kind of brand loyal to things you enjoy i understand that you know it gives you a sense of comfort and all that but when it comes to aldi uh, i mean when you walk in it is a little bit jarring because you see you know there's just like stigma about off-brand stuff and i don't i don't think that's fair um because a lot of the stuff i've had from aldi in more cases than not, is better than the the branded version. And all their stuff is their own brand, but they have, you can get Cheerios. They're not called Cheerios. You can get Frosted Flakes. They're not called Frosted Flakes, but they're close enough. And like I said, in some cases, they're better. Um, and there was a study done. There's more luxury cars found in Aldi parking lots than any other parking lot. So the stigma of shopping at the poor grocery store. And you know what? There were times in my life where we had to shop at the gro poor grocery store. There were there were times in my life where I had to steal from the grocery store. Right. So I'm not going to be too harsh on Aldi, but there's Jaguars, Teslas, and it's because their business model is amazing. Yeah, Aldi is the truth. The food is good. And they also have, it's also, this is a little thing that I don't like about Aldi, I will say, is like there's been times where I've gotten something consistently there. And then they just stop carrying it. Yeah, because they don't make it. They have like, I think, like a fraction of the inventory of the other stores. I was trying to think of the exact figure. I think it was 10%, but I use that with the square footage. So if I, even if I was right, people would be like, yeah, he just keeps throwing out that 10%. Yeah, <laughs> everything's 10% for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah, Aldi is great. Um, I am. Uh, I wish I lived closer to an Aldi. I, my life would be better if I lived closer to one. I would eat better. I would cook more. Um, it's the. It's totally. It's great. And they're owned by Trader Joe's. No, that was the part of there. Okay, so these two brothers started Aldi, right? Uh huh. And then they got. It was very successful. They were really cheap, you know. Like they would, they would not. They would turn over pieces of paper. They would work in the dark, like us. Yeah, they, we're the Aldi brothers. That's right. <laughs> but they got in a fight, and I think we might have the same fight. They got in a huge dispute over whether or not they were going to sell cigarettes, oh. and they split apart. So there's, it's a German company, so it's Aldi Nord and Aldi Sud. 
And Aldi Sud is what's expanding around the country and is everywhere. And it's Aldi Nord that his owns Trader Joe's. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah. And I, I was reading this article and I was just like, no, no, they, they own Trader Joe's. And then like halfway through, it's like, ah, the, the, the brother owns Trader Joe's. Interesting. <laughs> Well, and Trader Joe's is also good. I, I don't have a problem with Trader Joe's. There's a lot of things there that I've had that I'm like, this is good. The, sometimes the Trader Joe's wine is good. I'm not a big wine drinker, but I've had good wine from them. I've had good good bread from them. I've had good food from them. But I would I would go Aldi every, all day, every day. I like also Aldi's logo. Pretty cool logo. I'd wear a hat with that. Hey, Aldi, if you're listening, you know... Send us a hat. Yeah, send us some Aldi swag. If there's anybody listening that wants to send us some Aldi swag, please send it. I will wear it. Yeah, you got to wear the Aldi hat with the Hawaiian shirt. Then you're both brothers. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Uh, then I can walk into Trader Joe's or Aldi and uh, get everything I want. Yeah, no, that's sick. That's inspiring. And what's this you pulled up about Adidas? Oh, yeah. So um, let me pull it up on uh, here real quick. I just thought this was interesting because... Um, Last week we talked about, or yeah, the last episode, not uh, to get into specifics of it or whatever, but we talked about how like hypebeast culture and Supreme and sneakers and all that stuff and about how these shoes are being sold for, you know, $250 Jordans, Jordan ones being sold for, you know, in some cases resold for thousands of dollars when the shoe itself cost them $18, $18.50 to make. And the way they can do that is because they are pretty unethical in a lot of ways. And I don't know who, this is, I think, a recent um, thing, but Adidas earned the number one spot in ranking for fashion firms as far as, like, the human rights performance. So I don't think this is a thing that's been uh, going around for long. Um, and this this article came out November 16th, so it's pretty recent. Yeah. So, and like I said, I think this is a new thing. I don't think that the... This has been like a a metric that they've been using, um, but yeah, Adidas came out as the as number one as far as human rights, which is you know why I don't think I like a leather shoes. And you can tell that Adidas <laughs> is a well run company because they kept Derrick Rose as their spokesperson, even though he kept breaking his legs in those shoes. Like it happened four years in a row. Yeah, and there you walk past the Adidas store and it's Derrick Rose's feet face, and it's just like. The only signature shoe that guy deserves is just a cast. A boot. <laughs> uh, poor poor Derek Rose. Uh, they scored a 23 out of a possible 26 points, uh, which is obviously very, very good. Um, Tesco came in with a score of 21.5, which is, they were, I mean, they were the closest behind Adidas. So they, uh, I don't know. I just think it's interesting that uh you know especially a shoe company the clothing company we are all aware uh and if you're not you're you're lying to yourself but the clothing and fashion industry thrives on the back of like slave labor in some cases still countries still use slave labor to make clothing i, I mean, mean it's the clothing industry it's nestle if you're drinking co- hot cocoa from that company if you're drinking their bottled water yeah you know, uh, you might have had it put in your mouth by a slave indirectly. Right. So uh, I just thought it was interesting that Adidas was ranked so highly. Um, and coming in last, Ross Dress for Less. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you can't trust Ross. You ever meet a Ross? Do you know any Rosses? 
I know Ross Parsons. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Ross Parsons. Ross rescued that dog. That's pretty good. Yeah, Ross has the worst dog in the world, so he might be the he might be just elevating the whole Ross brand. Uh, Adidas beat out uh, nearly 230 companies that were included in this year's assessment, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. Um, certain countries, the Netherlands, France, and South Africa, in order to be traded on their exchange... Um, you know, if you're like, if you're traded, you have certain like financial documents you need to offer in your, just on a quarterly basis, your cash flow statement, your statement of retained earnings, your income statement, and there's one or two more depending on how your company's structured, but that you have to give a corporate social responsibility statement to say, this is what we do that's good in the world. Interesting. I didn't. I don't know if I really knew that. No, and it's not really widely reported on, and it's actually, it's not even like a judge of how much good a company does. Be, the thinking is there's been tons of studies done on this that the more good a company does generally, the more satisfied their employees are. Interesting. Because it's like the companies that do good, they do everything that's good. Right. Like there like there's a software company in in North Carolina, SaaS, and like every perk that goes with the tech industry comes from there. And like of course with the tech industry, they've streamlined it to suit their purposes and it's like kind of industry standard, but there it's just like we're not hiring individuals, we're hiring families. So like on-site doctors, on-site masseuses, and it's these across the board dedications where like there are some really inspiring companies out there, but we're in America, and here's what, here's the deal. Here's what the CEO of SaaS said. If we are publicly traded, we are beholden to our board of directors, we're beholden to our stock owners, and we need to be successful every single quarter. And that's just not realistic. And by th them not going public, they're able to keep it in-house, mm -hmm. they're able to run things they want, and... You know, if you actually were to run the numbers on like having an on-site doctor, that might seem ridiculous. But you know what? If an employee has a doctor's appointment, there's a t travel time there. There's the going to the waiting room. Mm -hmm. The lights are back on. We're talking <laughs> about SAS. We've we've been inspired by this great model. <laughs> um, well, one last thing on the Adidas thing. Um, they, I guess, they do it on a couple of different factors that are some of those are human rights performances of the agricultural products, um, the extractives, uh, as well as information, communication technologies, manufacturing industries, plus automotive manufacturing for the first time, nearly 230 companies were included in this year's assessment. So there's different factors to all of it, kind of like what you were saying, where it's not about just doing like one or two things right. It's about doing everything the best you can in the benefit of not just your company's bottom line, but the people that are involved in it. Yeah, and if corporations are people, people know the difference between right and wrong, and these corporations do too. And like back to the thesis of this podcast, you vote with your dollar. And you know, if our we're not we're not spending money, but we give our time to these companies in Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. What are you buying into? What world does this better? How does this lead to a better future for anyone? It's mm -hmm. just pure dystopia. And we're living in it. Right. And it's not going to go away anytime soon. And, of course, I was wrong. 
I we should have bought Peloton. Peloton. Yeah, I don't remember who. I don't remember if it was my wreck and you shot down or who. I don't remember how that whole thing happened. So you don't have to take full blame for that. No, it was it was definitely. I remember it was it was my fault. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I thought they were exercise bikes, and I was maybe I'm blinded. Like I have got such a weird relationship with my own fit, fitness that I don't need that coaxing. I don't need those classes. So you know what? That's on me, and you t- you you put this in the doc. They're partnering with Beyonce. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because there's been obviously given everything going on, Peloton stock has been soaring. People are working from home, working out from home, uh, and then anytime there's been news recently of like a possible vaccine, the Peloton stock dive bombs. The Zoom stock dive bombs. Um, so I think this Beyonce sale or this Beyonce deal is huge. Um, it's hopefully gonna pump their numbers up and even when there is a vaccine which hopefully obviously i don't think there's uh this is how fucked up corporate america is though because you know the fact that like every time there's news of a possible vaccine in the back of a few people's minds they're like god damn it this is gonna cost us so much money and and like i get that but why is that being reported in the news like the one of the first headlines is about zoom stocks like our lives have stopped for a year. I truly could care less about Zoom's bottom line. Right. Another company, if you like giving your data to the Chinese, try Zoom. Yeah, exactly. If uh, TikTok's not enough for you, give them Zoom too. Yeah, both um, you and your children can use your digital operations to fund the new world superpower. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was interesting to include because... I mean, Beyonce is one of those people, obviously, anything she touches turns to gold. She's got a deal with Adidas, I think. I think she might have a shoe deal with Adidas uh, because they bought her line. She separated with um, Topshop. She separated, uh, what is it? Ivy Park is her brand. And Ivy Park, I think, is being pulled away from Topshop. That happened already because there's there were a lot of controversies with that. So she pulled away from that. I think she's partnering with Adidas. So Adidas, Peloton, I mean, I Peloton for sure. Adidas, I'm not 100% on. But either way, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, she's got a ways to go to catch up with Rihanna in her Fenty brand. Like, yeah. Also, Puma. I think she's associated with Puma. Oh, Puma. Two point. <laughs> yeah. Um, Puma, they there was that meme going around yesterday. It's like, what what deal would you take? It'd be like you can have a five million dollar deal with Nikes and like and have all the shoes you want, or you could have like a a two million dollar deal with Puma and have five percent of their worth. It's like, yeah, I'll probably take Puma. That's three billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and we live in a culture where that's a choice, <laughs> right? I I've never own a pair of pumas i don't think uh, i own a pair of wait so here's ace uh i have those asics um that are like the bruce lee the onotsuka tigers so i but i think it's asics i don't think asics and puma are, are tied at all but I, i've never owned a pair of pumas they've never done it they've never done it for me i have owned a pair of pumas but they weren't shoes and you know when i talked about the animal getting out and mauling yeah, thing earlier yeah came from experience yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, I've never, yeah, Pumas don't do it for me. I only own maybe two pairs of Adidas. I wish I liked, I wish I wasn't such a Nike fuckface, but I'm a Nike fuckface. You're a Nike fuckface, but that's why we love you. 
You can't get your PS5. You can't get your new Xbox, and you can't get your Nikes. Although no. you won, you won the sneaker lottery. I did just get a pair. Of, uh, it's been a big day for uh, a big week for Maddie B. I got a chair. I got myself a new office chair for my room. It's nice. I got uh, those sneakers. I won in the raffle. Came um, the McDonald's sneakers, right? They're not McDonald's sneakers. One's red, one's yellow. Those are some Ronald McDonald shoes. They're not, uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, they are one red, one yellow, but there's also other colors in there. Um, yeah, so I got those. Um, yeah, but I haven't been able to get, I've been trying to get a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox One since they launched, and it's very difficult. So I'm uh, being a bad guy. I'm trying to get a PS5. I don't want a PS5. I just want to get it so I can resell it. Um, like a, you know, like a bad guy. Come on, I just gave you a PS4. That's no good. Sell that one. <laughs> Nobody will. Yeah, exactly. I actually just taped a, your PS4 to my old PS2, and I'm selling that as a PS5. PS6. PS6. Cool. The PS8 coming soon. Two PS4s taped together. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to get a PS5 to sell and an Xbox One to own. Um, we're going to go into this uh, second round of quarantine, I think. So I got my new office chair. I got a new monitor coming my way. Man, why uh, couldn't we have quarantine when i like had to cram for that statistics exam you know didn't you do really well on that though i did nice but i i I forgot i I had one class i was just crushing i answered a question wrong and like i took like seven points off my grade oh shit one question seven points how many questions were there fucking seven it was a group project no one answered anything in my group i asked a million times what is this question no one responded and then oh i'm taking the blame so i'm just gonna I asked to do it again. You know, I haven't gotten a response yet, so I'm going to turn it in anyway. Force her hand, and then I'm going to do it twice. Yeah, that's right. We'll show you. I did this two times, lady. Well, I think we're getting kicked out here. Um, Do you have anything you want to plug? I got nothing to plug, really. Uh, Keep listening to the podcast. Share this with people, please. Um, Follow me on Instagram at MattBackusSucks. On Twitter at MattBackus. I think I'm going to maybe start streaming on Twitch. Um, so if that's something you'd be interested in, there's no pressure, obviously, in that. But I think I'm going to start streaming on Twitch uh, here in the next couple of uh, days or weeks or so. So if that's something you're interested in, follow me on social media to find when I'm going to be streaming, if that's a thing you do. Other than that, i got nothing to plug. No shows. Yeah, and uh, check me out on the Props Network, TPN The Walk, on streams Monday and Wednesday at 6.30 or 7. And then they're available the next day as podcasts everywhere. And if you guys could give me a rating for that... Awesome. Would really appreciate that. That's my job. It pays the bills when I'm not letting my fiance pay the bills for the One Day Million Dollar Podcast. This is Joel Wachowski of the $4,607,5423 podcast. Signing off. Have a fiscally sound tomorrow. Enjoy. Oh, we'll be off next week for Thanksgiving. So enjoy Thanksgiving. Stay away from your family. Stay away from your family. Unless you don't, I'll be, I'll be with you on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's true. I'll be with, yeah, we'll be together on Thanksgiving, but stay small, keep it small, stay healthy. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>